Test, test. Hashtag raw dating advice. We are motherfucking live. Let's get after it. I'm looking forward to this one. I hope you guys are looking forward to this one. Uh, welcome. Happy Thirsty Thursday. Tonight, I got a different cup than usual. I, I, I'll be honest. I had the orange cup. Um, one of the guys who's coming to the boot camp in a couple months encouraged me to keep the orange cup because he said it matches the color of my book. But for me, um, just because I'm really into the visuals, obviously, because I have these wood planks and this ridiculous like light panel thing behind me, um, I could I just couldn't do it anymore with the plastic the plastic cup. So if any of you guys want to send me like a really nice orange cup that's this orange, um, maybe maybe I'll start using it. But for now, we got the proceed as if success is an inevitable uh, cup today, and unfortunately, there is no tequila in my cup today as well. But um, in this live stream today, we're going to be talking about the 10 killers of female attraction. Now, I'll be honest. I will be honest. I was planning out what I wanted to talk about today on the live stream, the podcast. By the way, if you don't already know, um, all the Raw Dating Advice content is now available in podcast format, meaning that if you like to listen to podcasts or audiobooks while you're in the car, driving to work, driving home from work, at the gym, on the airplane, wherever you listen to any audio platform, uh, if it's on a podcast format, you can now consume Raw Dating Advice as well. Um, however, the advantage to joining us live is you get to interact with us live and you get it uh, at least a couple of days in advance. But secondly, um, the reason why I don't have tequila in my cup today is because uh, I got a new card game that we've been playing every week. Um, and this is one, is a bunch of Never Have I Evers. If you guys have ever played Never Have I Ever, then you know the game, it's a classic game. And in fact, it's one of those really cool games that does create a lot of sexual tension with girls when you play them uh, on a date or in a social circle setting, like having some friends over for some drinks or maybe a barbecue, and then you guys sit down and play some Never Have I Ever lately, and Never Have I Ever is like is like the adult version of Spin the Bottle in middle school. So it always leads to something sexual more often than not. But that said, here's a little rule, a little way to make it more interesting for you guys who are here live, because obviously we want to try to make it fun while we're here, right? Um, <laughs> in between points or maybe a couple times throughout the live stream or whenever we do a super chat, um, I will draw three cards. If I have done two of the three never have I ever's, I have to take a shot of tequila, which always gets me going. So win-win, um, that's debatable. Um, but that said, I had some a bunch of questions from you guys on Instagram, um, and I probably won't take the time to read the questions uh, right this second because as I was sitting down to plan tonight's live stream or the content for today, I was originally going to be talking about like the five ways to tell that a girl is into you, but I realized that it would be it, it would be I I felt like it would be way more applicable and way more congruent to where a lot of you guys are at right now, if we talked about the the habits to avoid, right? The things to not do with women, because I've said this before and it's literally the first chapter, if not the first sentence in my book. Let me read this first sentence for you. Uh, I've said this before. Who here knows the first sentence that I'm gonna read from secret number one? Seducing women is a lot like walking a tightrope. 
You're damn right. Because so many of us, we want to look for the signs of attraction. We want to we want to figure out the things to do to attract women. But more often than not, if you just avoid some of the most common mistakes, then you're going to be setting yourself up for success, right? For example, prior to this live stream, before we went live, every Thursday, we do an inner circle coaching call or uh, just a private coaching call with some of the, the private clients on the raw dating advice, uh, on the, the private clients within raw dating advice. And one of the things I was talking about today is like, listen, if you have terrible game, but you have a great time talking to these girls, um, you're going to get better the results than the guy who has terrible game, but dreads this and hates this conversation and is not having any fun at all whatsoever, right? The difference here is just, he, he even if he was making the same mistakes, one of the habits that was just enjoying the process, that one little thing made all the difference, right? So for a lot of you guys, no matter where you're at, avoiding a lot of these common mistakes that I see from Almost every single dude who comes to raw dating advice is making at least one of these mistakes until we start honing in on what this is for you and really figuring out what course corrections to make. But I guess I say that because as we're going through this, some of you guys might feel the, the urge to resist it. You might feel the urge to um, deny. You might feel the urge to justify, all right? At the end of the day, I'm just gonna call it like I see it and <laughs> these are like immutable laws. Like if you make these mistakes, women will lose attraction for you. Doesn't matter how far you are uh, with this girl. Doesn't matter the success you've had up to this point in your life, dating or not dating, right? And so one of the things I want to point out here before we get to the first one is you always pay the price. You always pay the price. Guys who have the results they want versus guys who don't, they always pay the price one way or the other. And it really comes down to your actions at the start, right? So for example, if you want success, obviously any guy who wanted to get jacked in the gym had to put in the work in the gym to get jacked, right? He had to pay the price, which was doing the hard work, right? And most guys, they're resistant to doing the hard work because inertia is keeping them exactly where they're at. Momentum is working against them and honestly, and we'll talk about this with women too, but don't pay attention to what people say, pay attention to what they do. The results will, will speak for themselves, right? Versus the guy who, the guy who and I'm not saying this is you by any means, but there's guys out there who want free handouts. There's guys who out there who feel entitled to different things and they don't feel like because they're entitled or because they want free or because they want things to be made easy for them and they want other people to do it for them and they constantly play the victim because of that, they get dollar store results. They want freebies. They want people to do the work for them. They get shitty results because of it. And so how do they pay the price? They pay the price with the lack of the results, right? So you're either getting the results or you're putting it in the hard work or, or you're not, you're putting in the hard work to get the results or you're not putting in any work. You're playing the victim. You're, you're blaming a lot of outside circumstances. At the end of the day, you are the only one who is responsible for your results. And I don't care if it takes two to tango in dancing or if it takes a girl to actually be interested in you in dating, you are the one who gets the results and you are the one who is responsible for the results that you have, right? I say this every week and it's one of my favorite quotes, so I'll say it as many fucking times as it takes. In fact, I've been reminding myself of this damn quote at least once a week for the last five, six years. 
right? Which is you to get what you want, you have to deserve what you want. The world is not yet a crazy enough place to reward, to reward a whole bunch of undeserving people. And we'll get to this a little bit later on because I think there's different aspects to this. There's different ways to look at this and how that exact quote or even just the lessons you can glean from that quote apply to your life, right? And the thing I had written down here, and we'll talk about, we'll dive deeper into this um, as we go, get going here, but women don't owe you a damn thing. Women do not owe you a damn thing. I don't care if you're jacked. I don't care if you can get hella bitches. I don't care if you if you got Jessica Alba's phone number yesterday. It doesn't matter. The girl you meet today doesn't know that about you. She doesn't care about those things about you. She doesn't owe you a damn thing. So who are you going to be in this moment to attract the girl in front of you? That's what it really comes down to. And a lot of times, oftentimes, because seducing women is a lot like walking a tightrope, more often than not, it comes down to who makes the fewest mistakes, right? Who makes the fewest mistakes? Every time I, I'm really, I'm like really into American football, right? Uh, I, I come from Kansas City. The Chiefs are good for the first time in 50 years. And this rings so true in Football, just like it does in basketball, just like it does, I'm sure, with pretty much anything that takes skill or developing some type of skill is more often than not, you can lose a game by making more mistakes. Uh, 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 an American football team that gets a bunch of penalties and flags, even if they play great outside of the flags, the flags alone and the penalties alone will cause them to lose the game. Same type of thing with dating. So that's what we're going to be covering in this in this episode, right? But I want to I want to I want to give you a thought experiment first, and this is a paradigm shifting thought experiment, all right? And so also since we're live, I, I I'll be honest, man. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna call you guys out right now. I don't feel like the interaction is as good as it could have been in the last few weeks. We've been do, we've, we're building the routine, but if you're here live, you might as well be taking advantage of the fact that we're live by engaging in the comment section, by asking questions if something comes up, by asking for more clarity if you need to, or if this is resonating, let us know that it's resonating with you so the other guys are like, damn, it's resonating with them, it'll, 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 it resonates with me too, right? Because we're all here that we can, we can learn from each other's experience, but we can also grow together. And that's kind of the goal here is I wanna create the community experience. I could honestly film this ahead of time, but I want to create that community vibe that obviously um, you will benefit from the stronger the community gets, but it starts with you. So just know we just started doing these live streams. So um, you are one of the one of the founding uh, forefathers of, of the, the live stream part of Raw Dating Advice. So, I mean, take advantage of it. Um, so here's the thought experiment for you. What kind of girl do you want to attract? Before we talk about all the mistakes to avoid when it comes to attracting women, let me ask you this. What kind of girl do you want to attract? What does she look like? What kind of hobbies is she into? What kind of books does she read? What kind of television programs do, does she watch? Um, or does she even watch television? Is she into personal development? Is she into fitness? Is she a type of girl who can have deep intellectual conversation or do you just want a girl who wants to um, listen to Kesha and take shots of vodka, right? Whatever it is, I'm sure your preference is different from my preference, which is different from all the other preferences of any other guy who's watching this video right now, right? So let me ask you this, what kind of girl do you want to attract? And if you're a real OG, um, you're gonna get out a piece of paper or your journal right now. If you're a real OG, you have a journal that you can whip out right now, right? 
whip it out right now, <laughs> not your dick, but your journal and a pen and, and write down what are some of these qualities that you want in a girl and they can be physical and they can be non-physical, right? For this thought experiment, pretend I'm a genie, all right? And write down the exact things you want in a girl. And I'm going to take this a step further, right? Once you have those things, I'll, I'll kind of talk for the next 30 seconds as you're doing this, but what, like, what is she into? What color hair does she have? What type of body does she have? Um, what uh, hobbies does she have, right? All the different things that you can think of, the lifestyle choices that she makes, the lifestyle choices that she doesn't make, the things that she's into, the things that she's not into. Um, what, does she, what does she do for you that you like so much? Is she really good at giving oral or does she never give oral at all? Is she really sexual or is she not sexual? Is she really into a family life? Does she have a, um, a good relationship with her parents? Um, did she play sports growing up? Whatever you can think of, write it down. Now here's the question, here's the kicker. Who do you have to become to attract that type of girl? Who do you have to become to attract that type of girl? Because one of the things that I don't think a lot of guys really realize when they get into improving themselves or improving their ability to attract women is who, who do they have to become to be the type of guy who can attract those girls, right? Because the version of me now sitting in front of you talking to you is different than the version of me five years ago, which is different than the version of me who is a 21-year-old virgin who got friend-zoned by every girl who he ever liked, right? I am a different person, but not because I've I've changed. You've changed, bro. You're, you're different. You've changed. When people say it like that, they're just trying to shame you for growing just, just so they can feel better about not growing themselves. What I'm talking about here is Exactly what one of my good friends, Clark Kegley, is really good, really well known for is like he helps people transform into what he calls the 2.0 version of themselves, right? The 2.0 version of themselves is the grown version, the evolved version, but a different version than you. Because the moral of the story is the person you are now, the habits you have now, the, the things that you do, the actions that you take, they have led you up to this point in your life. And at this point in your life, if you're not satisfied with the quality of the women that you're attracting or the quality of the dating life that you have, you got to ask yourself and be completely uh, objective here, right? With no ego, what, what person do I have to become? to start attracting that type of, uh, that type of woman. Because if you want a supermodel quality type of girl who's got the curves in all the right places and is into personal development, is eats healthy, goes to the gym, uh, that type of girl arguably looks and personality is a high value woman. And if you want to attract a high value woman, she's not going to, she's not going to date a guy who isn't in alignment with any of that. So if you're saying you want a girl who's into fitness, who's into personal development, who um, has a good family life, who has all these positive things, but you lack all of those things and you're not actively taking actions to improve any of those things, then do you see the disconnect here? It's gonna be very hard for you to attract that type of girl. And any attraction that you do generate because attraction is just an emotion, it's not gonna be lasting, right? Because Here's the difference. Attraction, especially if you follow any of the things we talk about in this book, you'll you'll realize very quickly that it's an emotion that you can invoke in the moment just by flipping a few of these switches in conversation, right? 
But for a girl to be uh, attracted to you and committed to you over the long haul, she has to become attracted to the person that you are, not the person that she thinks you are. Does that make sense? Right? So there's a difference here. Like if you want just like a, a few party tricks to get a few numbers, like so many fucking people on, on YouTube these days is like, I got 27 numbers in 30 minutes. Great. How many of those numbers actually lasted? Right? Cause it's, it's, it's about the quality of your interaction, but it's also about the quality of the two people who are interacting with each other. Right now, if this doesn't mean if you can't attract those types of girls right now that you, that you're incapable, it just means that you're going to have to take some actions that are a little bit outside of your comfort zone right this second for you to actually get to the, get to that 2.0 version of you, right? The two point, the 2.0 version of you doesn't struggle with a lot of the things that you're currently struggling with because he's taken in the action. He's taken the actions and put in the fucking work to overcome a lot of those things. I didn't come out the womb good with women. I developed the skills to become good with women. And you're going to have to go through the same process. Does that make sense? If it does, fuck, I, I took the, the cup away. Drop a like on this video, right? Vote with the fucking the thumbs up button, right? If it doesn't, let me know in the comments so we can make this fucking make sense for you, right? Because this is not about me. I don't turn on the live camera and go live for me, all right? I want you to understand this is not about me. This is about you. I'm here to help you. I'm here to help you grow. I'm here to help you improve your ability to attract women. I don't talk out loud for me, right? I If I wanted to talk for me, I could just not turn on the camera in the first place and just talk because I talk all the time anyways, right? This is for you. So who do you have to become? What actions do you have to take to become that 2.0 version of you? And that's the thought experiment that I want you to ponder on today. Now let's get into the 10 mistakes that guys make um, that if you make any of these mistakes... Um, it will definitely kill female attraction. And even if you get a little bit of that female attraction to start, it's not going to be lasting. All right. So the first one is the same advice that I gave you that I want you to pay attention in women. Do not listen to her words. Listen to her actions. All right. You might, might want to ponder that again. Do not listen to her words. Listen to her actions. All right. So here's two things I want you to keep in mind with this. We, we as people, not just men or women, people prioritize things that they want, prioritize things and make time for things that are a priority to them. If a girl keeps flaking on you, if a girl never has the time to talk to you or hang out with you, or if a girl says one thing but her actions aren't saying the, the, aren't reflecting what she says, then it's just not a priority for her, right? A girl can say, oh, I like you or whatever, but if she's not hanging out with you, then what is her actions telling you, right? Listen to her actions, not the not her fucking words. Again, on the other hand, let's say on a, on a very micro level, a girl gives you a shit test. A girl says, oh, you're too young for me or you, you're too old for me. Does she really mean I cannot date you because you are, uh, according to this piece of paper that tells me what I can and can't do, um, yeah, according, according to this piece of paper, you don't fucking match the criteria. No. Women aren't that logically driven when it comes to seduction. Men are. Men are like, this is my type of girl. I want that, right? But women are very emotionally driven, right? Based on how they feel in the moment. But emotional can also go, turn logical over time as she becomes attracted to the person that you are, not just the emotions that you spark, right? And so that's the first thing I want to say. The second thing is if you 
if you struggle to get women to bridge the gap between texting or talking on the phone and actually getting that to relate to in person, or even if you can't get it in person, but it's never sexual and it's never rom like romantic. If you're not into sex, if you're one of those weird dudes who wants to be noble, right? We'll talk about that in a second, but, um, here's the thing. All women will go out of their way and cancel plans even if it means ditching her friends, sacrificing precious sleep, or being late to work just to go see a guy she wants to sleep with. Period. Period. If she does not, then it's not a big enough priority for her. If she's not willing to sacrifice, oh, I got to work in the morning. Oh, I got this homework. I get. If, she, if that's an excuse that's keeping her from seeing you, then you are not a big, big enough priority for her. And there's not enough attraction there. If there was attraction there, she would be into you. She would make that time to see you, right? Which is a good thing if you can admit this, right? If you're in denial, if this offends you, so be it. It's called raw dating advice for a reason. But if you can be one of those guys who's not going to put his ego into the equation and say, okay, well, objectively, if that's the truth, then that's the truth. Now you know where to start. You need to start with how do you make her more attracted to you? Right, guys who can't even admit that this girl's not into him, he will never actually improve because he's stuck. He his ego's keeping him small. Right, drop the ego and actually admit that you don't have a texting problem, you have an attraction problem. You don't have a logistics problem, you have an attraction problem. Right, I'll give you this example. Um, I just got a no notification on my phone, which reminded me I gotta go live on Instagram. But Ethereum is down. Damn, Ethereum is down, man. Fucking Coinbase always hitting me with that fucking, that negative news. Um, <laughs> let me go live here for a second and then I'll give you this example. All right. So I gave this example, um, literally on our coaching call before we went live on YouTube, but, uh, <laughs> Ian says actions speak louder than words that yup. Hell yeah. Right. So here's the thing. My girl to this day, uh, I just told this story to some of the guys on the coaching call before we went live. Um, by the way, if you're curious on how to get onto those coaching calls, shoot me a DM on Instagram and we'll see about getting you on next week's coaching call. Cause we do those every Thursday, but here's the thing. My girl, when I met her, I met her at a lot at a nightclub in Scottsdale. She came back to my place five minutes after I met her. It was a five minute pull. And then five minutes after we did the deed, her friends picked her up and they drove away. I didn't see this girl again for months later because it was just that one girl that I met that one time at the club, right? And and she was okay with that, but we kept in each other's realms. She was in my, my marketing funnel, if you will, because we followed each other on social media, right? So that was like the way to bridge the gap if we ever wanted to re-spark re the flame, which long story short, ended up happening, right? But when that happened, I didn't realize that when she left my apartment that night that she drove 45 minutes to get home because she didn't live in Scottsdale like I did, right? So every time she came and saw me um, after that, when we finally did start hanging out again, she was driving 45 minutes to an hour to see me every fucking time. Even though she had to work in the morning, even though she had other things that she should be doing, even though she should probably be getting sleep that night. So this is fucking proof that girls are willing to overcome bad logistics. Girls are willing to overcome the negative things or the things that you do wrong if there's enough attraction there. Because two things. One, if she's attracted to you, she will prioritize seeing you, 
that's just the way it is. If she's not attracted to you, she'll she'll keep you in her orbit. We'll talk about that in a second. She'll let you be a little satellite who just fucking beams down validation whenever she fucking needs it, right? <laughs> that we'll get to that in a second. But secondly, when when a girl is willing to drive 45 minutes to see you, what does that say about her commitment level to you? Obviously says that it's a priority. But secondly, just by the simple fact that she's constantly jumping through that hoop, there's this thing about human nature. It's called commitment and consistency. Commitment and consistency basically just says the more effort or energy or hoops that I have to jump, jump through to get to something or achieve a desired result, the more I value that outcome. This can work for you or against you. It works for you if a girl's going out of her way to see you because the more she does that, whether she realized it or not, the more committed to you she's becoming over time. But secondly, let's say the rules are reversed. Let's say you're constantly going out of your way to appease this girl, to see this girl, right? If you're the one who's always jumping through the hoops, how committed to you are you becoming to this girl just passively, indirectly, because you're not even aware about the commitment and consistency principle, right? Um, in dating, we often call this the, the law of energy rationale. Um, Hit me up, dude. I think I emailed you. Engineer my co-file. Um, I mean, I got about seven Gmails and thousands of guys who follow Raw Dating Advice. So um, give me some more context and I'll, I'll be able to go and look for that. Um, or if you have like a question, ask it now while we're live, right? Um, but that's what I have to say about that, right? Don't listen to her words, listen to her actions. And part of the reason why I say that, uh, here's a question, and this this will probably help bring it into to focus for you. Um, but this guy emailed me or shot me this question, uh, Enrique, shout out Enrique uh, on Instagram. But he's basically telling me about this chick who he's been following broad dating advice. He's been getting dates. He's been trying to develop abundance, which is great. All great things, but he was talking about this one girl who um, they had a great first date, second date, um, they went on and they were hanging out and then uh, then they ended up hooking up and then when she spent the night at his place, she was saying things like, oh man, I'm I'm in so much danger, like, like oh, I'm in danger, I got it, like, I, I could fall deep for you or whatever, right? But then she ghosted him after that. Right. There's a, there's a myriad of reasons why that might've happened. But if she's ghosting him after she's saying all these positive things, don't listen to her, her actions or her words, listen to her actions, right? Girls can say things cause they're caught up in the moment, but tomorrow she's going to feel a certain way that might be different, whether you like it or not, than she felt tonight, right? There's been people who, you know, I'm always trying to network. I'm always trying to uh, grow my social circle. Right. Because, uh, you know, I've had many mentors tell me your network is your net worth. And sometimes I'll be hanging out with someone. I'll think they're super chill. I think I think they're so they're fucking dope. I, I enjoy hanging out with this person, man or woman. And if I, I, I've actually had a moment where I'm like, yeah, I, you, you know, you're definitely one of those people like I enjoy hanging out like this is fucking dope. And I can see the fucking shift go off like, oh, my God, like he fucking likes me. Right. And then I'm like, whoa, why did one fucking comment that was positive make this person so like uh, it's almost like you give them a little bit of validation and then and then they commit even harder. And it's like, bro, like, uh, no, nobody wants to feel like nobody wants to. 
I mean, that's a lot of pressure. Like, so for example, in this, like if a girl says, oh man, I, oh, this is dangerous if we keep hanging out. Right. And then, and then you visibly are like, oh, she likes me. Oh my God. She likes me. That's a lot of pressure. And now you just pushed her away because you are no longer a challenge. The things, the things that you were doing, whether you were conscious of them or not to attract her, um, coming up to that gets dropped by the wayside. The moment that the, the feelings are in the air. Right. So that's the moment where a lot of guys stop or they think that they can let off the gas. It's kind of like someone who gets into a relationship and they start getting out of shape. Well, if, if you get out of shape, now you're no longer the guy that she became attracted to to begin with, right? So there's different aspects to this, but hopefully you're starting to see maybe how this could relate to your situation. Now let's kind of speed things up here a little bit. Let's get to the second one. Um, oh, by the way, um, that, that quote I read to you, all women will go out of their way and cancel any plans. Even if it means ditching her friends, sacrificing precious sleep or being late to work just to go and see a guy she wants to sleep with period. That's the truth. Whether you want to admit it or not it is the truth. The girl who has all these guys texting her uh, as validation, just like fucking satellites, just like beaming down validation to her over the phone or online or whatever. I promise you that same girl, if she tells you that she can't see you because she's got, to, she's got to work in the morning and she's tired. She's been working all day. She's got homework to get done. That same girl is going to go and drive over to some douchebags fucking house at 2 AM just to suck his dick. Whether you want to admit it or not, that shit happens every damn day in every fucking city around the world. And I'm sorry, I don't say this to, to fucking up, to please you. I don't say this for your fucking, it's called raw dating advice for a reason, right? So if you feel like you're struggling to bridge the gap between texting and seeing this girl in person, there's a link below this video for 30 perfect texts to get girls. The program is $9. Get it. It's going to change your entire mentality around the way you text women. Which brings us to the second mistake. Do not be a satellite, all right? Do not be a satellite in her orbit. You should prioritize seeing these girls in person, right? I was telling a, a client right before this call, if you approach a girl at a restaurant, even if it's super awkward for you to approach a girl at a restaurant, if she's sitting down with, I was, this is an example that I gave uh, earlier this week when we went live, but uh, I used to, I used to love uh, just approaching uh, two girls who were eating with just them two at a restaurant. Like I would say arguably approaching two girls is more nerve wracking than approaching one girl who's by herself or a girl who's in a group of people, right? Because two, now it's just like, if you're not bringing more value to this interaction, um, than her other friend who she already knows, likes and trusts and probably wants to have a conversation with, cause it's just them two, then, um, arguably it's harder to do. Right. But I used to love doing this shit at restaurants. So for the sake of example, Let's say you approach two girls in a restaurant. If it only goes 30 seconds and it doesn't really go very well, keep this in mind. You already made more progress with that chick than the dude who's been messaging her online for the last three weeks or three months. The guy has been messaging her online for the last three weeks and three months, but hasn't seen her in person. I promise you probably is never going to see her in person, right? Because at that point, if you've been texting her that much, but you haven't seen her in person yet, you're a satellite in orbit. You're a fucking, you're a fucking dude who's beaming down validation to her whenever she needs it. And if a girl has a source of validation whenever she needs it, why would she sacrifice that source of validation by seeing you in person? Answer, she's not going to, right? Girls naturally live in a world where penis is thrown at them all being thrown at them all day, every day. Like penis is the most, most uh, abundant resource in the motherfucking world, right? So if a girl really wants a guy, she can get a guy, 
right? But for dudes, it's a little bit different because dudes live in a mentality where women is scarce. We're, we're, pro, we're preached to our entire lives that you have one soulmate out there and you got to do whatever you can to romance her and prove your worth to her. It doesn't work like that. All right, we'll get to that in a little bit too, right? But don't be a satellite in orbit. Prioritize meeting women in person versus just texting or like validating her. Um, and and here's, here's the thing, right? If you text a girl about anything small talk related, if it's not involving you and her making plans to meet up with each other, if every one of your text conversations does not have that, and even if it does, but then you go and start texting her about the weather or about how her fucking day was and you guys are talking and connecting, you're working against yourself. You are becoming a satellite who's launching into a fucking orbit so you can eventually just be a fucking satellite that beams validation down to her. Whether you want to realize it or not, whether you want to admit it or not, right? That's just the truth. So again, these are 10 mistakes that I've seen across the fucking gamut. Uh, a lot of guys are making multiple of these 10 mistakes or all of them or one of them. But like I said before, to start out this live stream before we went live on Instagram, um, just making one of these mistakes, it's just like walking a tightrope. You could fall off the rope and die, right? Attraction, because it's an emotion, emotions change in an instant, right? But lasting attraction um, oftentimes comes down to not making a lot of these mistakes, but also becoming the type of guy who can attract that, that type of girl. And it doesn't have to do with money or looks. Right? It does not have anything to do with money or looks, right? It comes to the social value you inject into the interaction, the social value. You could, you could have social value by being the guy who's popping bottles at the club and paying for everything, but that guy is not getting willingly slept with at the end of the night unless he's willing to fork up some money, and you don't want to be the type of guy who can only get laid if you fork up some money. So what other value can you fucking bring to an interaction? You can bring your personality. You can bring, uh, again, the fact that you're just having fun, right? The guy who has terrible game but is having fun will get better results than the guy who has terrible game and is hating his fucking life and is dreading talking to these fucking people, right? Just by having fun, you're adding more value to the interaction, right? And if you don't have a lot of money, which I'll tell you what, for many years when I was getting better at women and getting arguably better results with women than 90% of the guys out there, I was not, I was not having the type of money to just throw around like that. I was, money was tight for a long time, but I was still getting girls because there was other things that I brought to the table, AKA things I worked on with myself, things that we talk about on this fucking channel that I was bringing into my social interactions. And I think at the end of the day, regardless of any of these mistakes, if you're not having fun doing uh, approaching women or talking to women, if you feel like you have to push yourself to do it rather than it pulling you to do it, then you're not having enough fun. If you can make this or reach a point where you genuinely are having fun going out approaching women, you genuinely have fun busting, teasing girls, busting their chops, calling a spade a spade, right? Being blunt with them or just having a good time and being the guy who's talking to people as an expression of the good time you're already having, that alone is gonna give you better results. And every guy I know who has great game has fun talking to women, has fun going out and partying. I was telling my girl yesterday, I was like, I want to start partying again. It's, it's, COVID has gone on too long. Luckily, Arizona is wide fucking open and the nightclubs, it's like nothing ever happened. It's arguably, I predict, <laughs> I predict that, um, I predict that there was a baby boom, just like there was a baby boom after World War II, 
the next baby boom is going to be our generation post-COVID. When shit opens back up, people are going to be fucking around like monkeys, right? We're going to be like, what is that that song like? We're all just mammals on the Discovery Channel. Like Everybody's going to be banging everything that walks with a pulse. That's just my own prediction. I predict there's going to be another baby boom, and it's coming. It is coming, right? But... The other hand, it's like the argument for Bitcoin, like there's pros and cons, it could go either way, and I just got a notification that Ethereum's going down. I would say arguably on the other hand, the percentage of the people who are causing the baby boom, aka the men, spreading the seed, kind of like these trees right now in Arizona are just jizzing all over the place because there's pollen everywhere, right? The guys who are getting the results, who are causing this baby boom, I bet that percentage of men is going to shrink like this. Why is it? Well, I had this this epiphany moment when I realized that um, that people are going to school online now. People are working from home now. There is no reason, there's no incentive for you to actually go out and put yourself out in the real world. Like imagine all the social interaction and the thick skin that people developed just by having to show up in an office with coworkers they didn't like. Now you don't even have to do that shit. Right. So imagine all the people who won't have the thick skin, the emotional resilience, or even just the social, um, the social awareness from having more experiences and social interactions. There's going to be a lot more guys who are more awkward um, in person, who are more resistant to actually meeting girls in person, simply because it's way further outside of their comfort zone than it was before. So that's another challenge that will arise that is already here, and most guys it's going to hold a lot of guys back. What even even probably guys on this coaching call right now or this live stream right now, right? So moral of the story is right now, because there's less guys taking action, that means there's more opportunity for you to come in and start getting better results, right? It's like it's like investing in Bitcoin early. If you invested in Bitcoin four years ago, you'd be really rich right now, right? It's the same thing. You invest in your social skills right now when nobody else is. It's like, it's like buying the dip in stock markets or cryptocurrency. Everybody else is selling. Everybody else is, is getting out. You're going in. And because of that, when shit gets back to normal, you're going to be hitting the ground running and they're going to be trying to get that ball rolling. And it's like trying to push a snowball uphill. It's just, it's going to be working against them. Right? So let's go into the third mistake. This is, this is a minor one, but ironically it's made by more guys than you would be aware of and you've probably thought about doing this too which is do not enlist the help of her friends right when i was in college and i would get friend zoned by girls i remember like it's kind of like that mentality of like when you're in high school you do the big fucking gesture to ask the girl out to prom or whatever right i would do these i would make these handwritten cards i would buy balloons or flowers i would send it to her work i would get her friends help to plan and organize i would ask her friends hey does this girl like me hey can you give me the inside track can you put in a good word (laughs) what i've learned through hard experience and through the experience of any guy who's come to me and has experienced the downside which reflects my experience which is more often than not, these friends do not have your best interests at heart when it comes to landing this girl. Because the guy who was able to attract the girl in the first place doesn't need to go around the fucking back to to sneak his way into her pants by going through the friends. It doesn't work like that. If a girl's into you, she's into you. And the only way that she's gonna be into you is if you man the fuck up and talk to her in person and actually do what we talk about to spark attraction. But getting her friend to put in a good word is not gonna, because at the end of the day, uh, women, 
they're not like if you let her lead, she's gonna lead you straight to the friend zone. If you let her friend lead for her, her friend is even if her friend tries her best to put in a good word, what she's doing is she's trying to logic this other girl and liking you back. And attraction is a very emotional um, interaction. It's a very emotional experience, right? So logically, it's not going to work, <laughs> right? Because you can't logic someone into liking you. And um, the other thing is, you know, this is like this is like classic. Like my business coach always says this too: is like. Uh, actually, you know what? This is straight out of the book, The Art of Seduction by Robert Green. Green, it is a fool's errand to pursue someone who's retreating away from you. It's a fool's errand to to chase someone who's not interested. Why is that? Because you cannot create desire. You cannot create desire. Period. Desire is already there. All you can do is amplify it, right? So, for example, if I want if I told you, "Hey man, <laughs> Buy this fucking remote control from me for 50 bucks. Buy it. for You'd be like, I, I don't want that fucking mo I'm not going to give you $50 for that stupid remote control. But then I re you realize, oh, this remote control powers every light in your house and you don't have a fucking remote control. Well, now the desire is already inherently there because you need the thing to fucking power the lights in your house. So now... The desire is already there and I put the solution in front of you. I don't have to create that desire. The desire is already there. I just have to make the right offer. So if a girl is straight, right, then she has the desire to meet men. Now you have to put yourself in the right position to become the type of guy who she wants to meet and become attracted to, right? It's kind of like that that quote from uh, Superbad, that old school movie from like 2006, 2007. It's like, um, she's going to make a mistake tonight. You could be that mistake, right? Um, so, uh, yeah, don't try to create desire and don't try to enlist the fr the help of her friends to put in a good word or get this girl to like you or help because it's not going to work, right? Because more often than not, that girl has more interest in defending her friend than helping you and your sex life, right? So the fourth mistake is do not let her lead. We've already alluded to this a little bit, but here's the thing. Once you give her the reins, she will always question your leadership. Once you give her the reins, she will always question your leadership. And it starts small. It starts with like, hey, babe, what do you want to do tonight? I don't know. What do you want to do tonight? Well, I think we should go to Taco Bell. You sure about that? Right? The moment she starts questioning your leadership, that's how you know you, got it. you, got, you have room to work. Right? Don't hand her the reins. You should be the one leading, meaning that you're leading this logistically. Where are you guys going? What are you doing? Who's approaching who? Who's initiating the interaction? Right? She's not gonna go. It's very you can't rely on these women women to come up and approach you. So who's gotta approach who? Right? That's why Bumble fucking sucks. Right? How many guys get more success on Bumble than they do on Tinder? Right? The key difference here is Bumble, she has to be the one to initiate the conversation. And let's be honest, girls always complain about dudes texting them, hey, what's up? And then they come up with that stupid ass shit on, on Bumble, right? Because girls don't want to lead. It's inherently against their feminine nature, right? Now, here's the thing. There are good women out there who will lead, right? But now we're talking about masculine energy, feminine energy. There's There are masculine women who are naturally drawn to feminine men which naturally the roles might be a little bit more reserved, reversed in that type of dynamic, 
right? But at the end of the day, for you to become the most attractive version of yourself, you should strive to be the most masculine version of yourself because the natural polarity there in the, in the, in the energy between you and the women that you'll be meeting or potentially dating, um, the polarity is what's going to attract her. They say opposites attract. I don't like to think of it like that because when guys hear opposites attract, what they think is, oh, if I'm into working out and she's not, then we'll be attracted to each other. It's not like that. We're talking opposites attract in masculine, feminine polarity, right? The masculine leads. The masculine leads with logic. The feminine follows or supports and she is driven by emotions, right? So it's just fundamental differences in the masculine and feminine energy, right? But these are the things to keep in mind. Women don't want to lead. She wants to follow the lead of the guy who's sure of himself, the guy who uh, walks through life with a light and playful energy, who, ha who has the ability to go out and pursue a mission and a vision in his life to where he will have the resources to provide survival and reproduction for him and his woman or his roster of women and his family, right? At the end of the day, girls just want survival and reproduction, right? And this is straight out of the mystery method, right? Girls just want survival and reproduction. And they they want both of them, but if you become the guy who your only value you offer to her is survival, AKA you pay your fucking money, you're subscribed to her OnlyFans, she's not gonna wanna see you if you stop paying the money, right? So if that's the dynamic that you offer, the value that you offer, then you are now becoming the guy who she only goes to because of that. The moment you withdraw that, she's not going to want to shift that dynamic to, oh, now I see you because I want to re reproduce with you, right? So, but at the end of the day, the guy who has a mission and a vision in life above women is naturally going to be pursuing things that are going to give him the resources to be able to provide the survival aspect of things. But the reproduction side comes down to, are you the type of guy who is sure of himself, who is grounded in and not wavering in your fucking emotions, right? You get caught up in a girl when she pulls validation and shit, right? Things like that. So don't let her lead. And if you let a woman lead, she will lead you straight to the, to the friend zone and the opposite of passiveness. This is the opposite of passiveness, right? Men who lead lives of greatness do not lead lives, lives of passivity, passivity. <laughs> that's a weird word, passivity. Um, the opposite of, this is the opposite of passiveness. Men and men who lead lives of greatness do not lead lives of passivity, which brings us to the fifth one. Do not confess your feelings for her. Do not confess your feelings for her, right? Because again, most guys who are confessing feelings for a girl are doing it as an emotional response to her pulling validation away. In my life, when I've felt compelled to confess my feelings for a girl, it was because it was already too late. This girl was already retreating away from me and I needed that big romantic gesture to flip things around to where maybe I would logic her into liking me back. We've already talked about the fact that attraction is an emotional experience, right? So you can't logic a girl into liking you and which is what you're trying to accomplish by confessing your feelings. Like logically, it makes sense. We're perfect for each other and I just really like you. So do you like me back? Now she has to go back. Well, do I like him? And that's a logical thought process. Girls don't care, right? Just like at the end of the day, girls just want to have fun and girls, you, you could be that mistake, right? Oh, I don't know. I, I just went back to his place and then one thing led to another and I don't know. He just, he just got me and you know, like it just, it, it, we were just caught up in the moment, right? These are things that people say when they're in a, having an emotional experience, not a logical experience, right? And again, 
If you're confessing your feelings with a girl, more often than not, you're doing that because it's already too late. She's already, you're already in the friend zone. She's already retreating away from you and it's not going to work. In fact, it's only going to push her away, right? Because if you're, and I talk about this concept all the time, you want to be the guy who's dating from abundance, meaning that rather than meeting one girl, she happens to like you back and you're like, oh shit. Most girls don't like me back. So I'm going to put all my eggs in this basket. I'm going to confess my feelings. I'm going to buy her flowers. I'm going to send flowers to her work. I'm going to write her hand written love letter. I'm going to send her my mixtape of CDs. I'm going to play her a fucking song on the guitar, right? These are things that guys do when they are naturally in scarcity. And here's what's crazy. Society teaches you, you should be in scarcity with women. You should have one girl. She should be your queen and you should make, do everything you can to confess your, I call this a Corey Matthews myth because I used to love Boy Meets World. I still love Boy Meets World. That's a great show and it's hilarious. But I remember I watched the show uh, season one to season seven all the way through and I counted the amount of times that Topanga broke up with Corey and then they got back together. Guess how many times? I think I counted seven. It happened at least once a season, right? And when that happened, who was the one who was chasing who? It was always Corey Matthews chasing down Topanga, realizing he messed up, doing the big romantic gesture, doing the big confession of the feelings, right? Doing everything he can to appease her because she's the one for him and their soulmates drop the Corey Matthews myth. There is no soulmate. You have differing levels of compatibility with any number of women that you happen to meet. Right. And a lot of times it comes down to timing, luck and logistics. Let's just be real. Right. Because you live in here. Now, now we can talk about like, well, is there, what's the meaning to life? Uh, it, it, is there such a thing as destiny? We can debate about those things until we're blue in the face. But at the end of the day, if you're not, if you believe the Corey Matthews myth, and you start falling into the traps of confessing your feelings, sending the flowers to her work. Like, listen, I once wit I once witnessed when I was working in an office, a girl get a big ass bouquet of flowers delivered to her from a, a unknown sender. It was a secret admirer. The look on her face reminded me of a child receiving plaid pajamas on Christmas morning. She was disgusted. And she was, she didn't know who it was. I'm sure she probably had an idea because the, how many guys are going to be sending her fucking shit like that? Um, unless they're already in the friend zone. Right. And she was not into it. I even asked her about it. Cause this is after I was in dating advice and she was like, ah, she, she like started talking shit about this dude immediately. And she didn't even know who it was. Right. So don't listen to a girl's words. Listen to her actions. Women say they want the romance, but the moment you start doing that shit is the moment they start losing respect for you as a man because the guy who naturally brings value to the interaction doesn't have to logic her into liking him. Period. It's called broad dating advice for a reason. If this offends you, good. Right? It's supposed to because this is how I wake your ass up. The more blunt I can be, the better, the faster we can start improving. Like I said, the guy who doesn't want to admit any of this stuff and the guy who's like gets offended and his ego fucking resists this shit is not the guy who will ever admit that he has an attraction problem, not a texting problem, not a logistics problem, not a compatibility problem, not a problem with the scarcity of women around you. You have an, a, a problem with your ability to attract the women that you do meet, period. And if you're not meeting women, there's your problem. Start there, period, right? So, I think this would be a perfect time to uh, talk about if you're one of the guys who happens to not have this book yet, um, you're, you're seriously missing out because it's, I'll be honest, 
I'm not a big reader. I have a bookshelf full of fucking books. My desk is full of books. And I, I, I read these books, but I have to, I have to force myself to read these books because I, I just hate from the many books that I have happened to crack open where I'm a hundred pages in. And if I'm naturally already resistant to reading and the first hundred pages is telling me about what am I going to get out of reading this book, I'm already over this fucking book, right? So just know that this is a book where it's 245 pages of zero fluff. There's 107 chapters in 245 pages. So each chapter is about two to three pages. One of my mentors used to call a book like this a shit book because you would you take this book to the with you into the bathroom and you read it while you're on the shitter and you can finish two to three chapters, right? So it's it's a shit book because it's it's just straight to the point. My personality, I like to be blunt. I like to tell you what to do, why it'll work, and how to do it. There you go. And if you can't get at least one way that consistently works for you out of 107, I promise you, it's not the book, right? So um, get the book. It's at howtogetthegirlnow.com or the link in the description below this video. And also, if you want texting, uh, 30 Perfect Texts to Get Girls, the link is also down below. So let's get to the sixth one. And let's kind of speed this up. Um, by the way, is this resonating with you guys? Let me check out some of the comments. Valued says, my probs that I'm not uh, trying because majority of girls don't even make any eye contact. So that signals to me that they're not interested. They're not interested yet. They're not interested yet. Uh, it, like if you're waiting for a girl to give you eye contact before you go up and talk to her, then you're going to be waiting for the rest of your life. I was telling, I was, get, I was on this rant um, with a, with a client before this call on, on our private coaching call, but I told him like, listen, man, you got to, at some point, take full responsibility for the results that you create in your life. You can't wait for women to give you signs of interest. You can't wait for, for uh, a friend to say, yeah, let's go out to this bar. You can't wait for someone to tell you where to go and what to do. You just got to go out and eventually just start trying, period, right? And so, <laughs> of the thousands of women that I've met in my day and approached in my day, I've, uh, trust me, I couldn't count the amount of women that I've approached even if I tried because it's in the thousands of women that I've approached in the last, God, almost 10 years at this point, right? Well, of those women, I would say probably 5% of them gave me eye contact before I approached them. The other 95% of the time, I wasn't waiting for the signs of interest to go up and say hi. Now, this is another distinction you shouldn't approach girls from behind and you shouldn't just pop up and surprise attack them with your, your fucking conversation. You should get their attention first, but that's the key. You're not getting attraction because you're not on a radar. You're not on a radar and you're not getting eye contact because you haven't gotten her attention, right? So do something to get her attention. There's a lot of ways to do, if you're at a social environment, it could be that you're talking to girls or you ha you happen to know a lot of people or you're just naturally um, look like you are having a good time. These could be things that passively get girls' attention, but it could be as simple as, hey, what's up? What are you doing? What? Hey, my name is Patrick. What's your name? Like That's better at getting a girl's attention. I promise you, if you roll up to a girl and say, excuse me, excuse me, she'll look at you. I promise you that. So now you have eye contact. Now what are you going to do? It's like, it's like, um, people who are like, uh, on that show, America's got talent. I love that show, right? It's like, what are you going to do when the lights are on you? Well, the lights aren't on you if nobody knows who you are, right? And if this girl isn't giving you eye contact, well, go out and get the spotlight on you, get her attention. So she is making eye contact with you and then go from there, 
right? Because in that first 30 seconds to a minute, it might be awkward, especially if you didn't receive eye contact before you approached her, right? But that's one of those things that now that we know that if I get her attention and the first minute of the conversation is going to be awkward, I know that going in, now I can figure out ways to overcome that, right? So it really does take admitting where you are now and objectively looking at the situation before we know exactly where we need to go to improve, exactly what we need to work on, right? And so this is this is honestly why it's good to have a coach, right? This is how I even make a living is I am a fucking dating coach. I, I get paid because I am really good at pointing out people's blind spots and dating and telling them how to overcome those blind spots. I myself have coaches because I am a human because, and because I am human, I have blind spots in every aspect of my life, dating, business, creating videos. There's probably things I could be doing to improve some that I'm aware of some that I am not aware of. Is it my fault? Does it say anything bad about me that I'm not aware of those things? No, it says that I'm fucking human and I have blind spots. Right? So this is why I have coaches for my mental. This is why I have coaches for my business. This is why I had mentors in dating as well. You think I just came out the womb doing this shit? No, I had, I had people to model. I had success mentors. I had people who were telling me my blind spots so I could improve. Right? And if you don't have that, figure out a way that you can get that, whether it's through a coach or whether it's through friends who have better game than you. Right? So here's the thing. At the end of the day, you have to take full responsibility for your results and people who want who want it bad enough will figure out a way to get it either through massive action or through time collapsing through by having a coach pointing out their blind spots so they don't have to figure out through trial and error more often the people who reach the highest levels do a combination of both massive action and getting people to help them and support them and point out their blind spots is this making sense um sean says true that's my favorite emoji uh, reminds me of my old female boss. Uh, thank you, Robra. Guess I'm pulling up to Arizona then, Brennan. Yeah, so by the way, <laughs> speaking of Arizona, first off, we're wide open. There's zero travel restrictions. People are out here already banging each other like there's never been a thing as coronavirus. And the clubs are like, these things are going back in full swing, probably because vaccines are out and widely available. And everybody's been cooped up. Everybody's itching to get out women too like you're interested to go out and improve your dating life i promise you women feel the exact same way for every one dude who struggles in his dating life there's probably 10 girls around you who you would be happy to date had you only met them or knew they existed and they are thinking the same thing there's no women there's no men out here to date it's so hard to meet men right it takes two to tango and i promise you because it's human nature and we all want the same thing survival and reproduction women are feeling the exact same way but it's how do you position yourself in the marketplace as a man and effectively market yourself to these women, right? The whole concept behind marketing, first off, there's a book on my desk um, and it's it's more of a business and personal, Not a, it's not a personal, it's more of a business and marketing book, but it's called Positioning and it's written by uh, Jack Reese and Al, Al, Al Reese and Jack Trout, something like that. Um, Look it up. I would highly recommend reading it, even if you never have any intention of starting a business or getting into marketing because marketing principles 
apply to dating. There is a marketplace of women out there. How do you position yourself as the person who gets the most attention in the marketplace? Because attention is the first step to you having the ability to create any desire or spark any of that desire within the women that you meet is you have to put yourself in the marketplace and then you have to actually get attention onto you. So how do you do that? You you roll up to the fucking, you go to the where the women are at and then you walk up to them and say hi. That's the easiest way. That's like the Occam's razor way. And it's also the hardest way that most guys will never actually, they're going to be most resistant to doing because it's almost, it almost seems too simple. And it's something that's outside the comfort zone of so many guys. The reason why I say this, we're actually having a boot camp um, in two months. Spots are almost full. I'm not even, I'm, we're like done promoting it because we're basically full. And, uh, and, and we have a couple other things that I'm looking forward to launching and putting out. But if you want to come to Arizona and you've been listening the last couple of weeks and you're like, damn, Scottsdale sounds fun. Come, come here in June. We have a couple spots left, but you can't, again, you can't rely on this being here forever. This is the only boot camp we're doing this year. All right. So message me on Instagram if you're interested in coming, if you aren't already one of the guys who is coming, and we'll talk about how to get you one of those spots to the upcoming boot camp, and then you can start planning your travel, right? Don't wait until the last second to do this. So that brings me to seven out of 10, which is do not treat her like she's a fucking princess. This is the biggest mistake that I was making when I was younger, um, and I struggled with women. And again, it's a direct result of all the guys who are super bought into the Corey Matthews myth, the Corey Matthews myth, right? And so it is thinking women don't like sex as much as men, right? How many of you guys, just out of a, a random poll, how many guys at some point in your life, if not now, believe that women just aren't as into sex as guys are. They don't masturbate. They don't like to have sex that much. I promise you, if you think that, it's because the women that you talk to just don't like having sex with you, which is why they don't show that side to you, right? I believe that at a phase in my life where I was the dude who was getting flaked on because a girl had to sleep or a girl had to um, had to get up early or had homework to get done, and that same girl was probably going over to some dude's house at two in the morning to suck his dick. It's just the way it is, right? Women love sex. Arguably, they love it way more than men do because they have so many more nerve endings down there and they have so many different ways to orgasm. Like, go back and watch the podcast we did with a with Susan Bratton, who's a sex expert. First off, she's like, she's an attractive lady on her own. But I didn't even she I didn't even know this, but women can have orgasms just by giving a guy head, like by penetrating or stimulating nerves in their fucking throat, they can have an orgasm. They can have a nipplegasm. Did you know that was a thing, right? And then they have like how many different types of orgasms they can have from their clitoris, from their vagina, from their G-spot, from the V-spot, from the Z-spot, from whatever spots you want to call it. So women have so many different ways that they can draw pleasure from a sexual experience. It, it, it would only make sense that they love it more. And I promise you, women love sex. The amount of times my girl tries to have sex with me that I don't even want to have sex is probably more often than it's the other way around at this point, right? So that just shows you that women love sex. And the simple fact that you're here, realize that sex is abundant, sex is everywhere, and someone had to have sex for you to even be here watching this video right now. And the fact that the world population is only going up over time exponentially just goes to show that people are, they're, they're banging each other, right? Sex happens everywhere. So don't believe, don't fall into the trap of believing that women don't like sex as much as men do, thinking that she's a fucking fairy princess, right? Uh, also, women date assholes. It happens. Women date has, ass, assholes. Whether they like it or not, whether they want to admit it or not, they're drawn to assholes. 
there's obviously a gamut of reasons why this might happen. I would say the most the 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 most common reason is likely due to the fact that assholes are naturally a challenge, right? They're naturally a challenge because they are a dick. But that type of person doesn't usually have lasting relationships or fulfilling relationships, right? So you can be a happy middle ground. You can be a challenge, but you can also be a nice guy. Just because you're a nice guy doesn't mean you can't be a challenge. You just have to be a challenge, right? Guys who are bought into the Hollywood narrative, the guys who are the nice guy, right? Whether they want to admit it or not, nice guys don't finish last. Nice guys who aren't challenging finish last. Nice guys who use nice as a, as a gimmick to get girls finish last. Nice guys don't finish last though. I'm probably, if you met me, you'd go, huh, he's a pretty nice guy. I would hope, right? Um, women usually think I'm a nice guy, especially if I'm not trying to attract them, right? But naturally you have to, once you realize that, that you can become a challenge without being a complete dick, that's how you actually um, start attracting women. Now, obviously, I give you 107 ways to do that in this book, right? And this will apply to uh, whether you're in a deep relationship with a girl or you just met her. And, uh, uh, you know, just real quick to plug, plug the book. The book has three sections in it. The first section is intrigue. Second section is lust. Third section is obsession, right? Intrigue is like the, the, the thing that puts you on her radar. When you meet her, what's like the spark, the conversational um, chemistry that you spark out of thin air when you first meet this girl, right? And if you're in a relationship with this girl, whether you realize it or not, you did something unconsciously to make this girl like you early on or else she probably wouldn't have been attracted to you unless she just is so far in scarcity um, with men that she would have just been drawn to any dude, right? So that's that's a different story, right? That could also come down to daddy issues, things like that. But, but we're not gonna get there, right? Because even when I was getting friend zoned by girls, I was getting friend zoned by these girls because at some point these girls were showing signs of attraction towards me, which made me commit even harder to them because I was in scarcity. Right. And, but unconsciously looking back on it, hindsight is 2020. There was probably some things I did to convey disinterest or something that made me more of a challenge, or at least gave me the appearance of being a challenge. Right. So whether you want to admit it or not, this is how you get on a girl's radar. But lust is like, how do you create that sexual chemistry? How do you get this girl to think about you sexually? That obviously happens later on. But if you're in a relationship with this girl obsession, how do you keep this girl committed to you over time? So this book will apply to you no matter what phase of the game you're in, right? Um, or what phase of dating you're in, but women date assholes because they're naturally a challenge. Women like sex and women pity guys who think otherwise, period, right? Just like a, if you let a girl lead, she's gonna lead you straight to the friend zone because you're an opportunity to launch into orbit and become a satellite that beams validation down to her, all right? So number eight is do not make time for a woman who doesn't make time for you. Do not make time for a woman who does not make time for you. I said this earlier and I'll say it again. We make time for our priorities, right? If she's not making time for you, you're not a priority. Sorry, right? So how do you become a priority? You don't have a texting problem. You have an attraction problem, right? And uh, one of the things from the example before, if a girl's willing to go out of her way to see you, not only does that make her more committed to you over time because of human nature, love, uh, energy, rationale, commitment, and consistency, but secondly, it shows you that it's a priority for her. And um, uh, obviously there's, there's 
uh, that's a sign of attraction. There's already attraction there because she's willing to go out of her way, ditch her friends, lose some sleep, not get the homework done, or figuring out ways to work you into her schedule, work you into her schedule, so that way um, she can see you, right? It's just a signal that she is attracted to you. So that's a sign that you're going in the right direction, but let's keep it up, all right? Number nine, do not date women from scarcity. I've, I've beat this nail on the head already, but it's kind of like the nails that I was hammering into these things when I was hammering them in. Sometimes you just gotta keep hitting it until it fucking goes in, right? I want you guys to understand this. The difference between men who succeed with women and the difference between men who uh, don't succeed with women, and I'm talking consistent, right? You can be a type of guy who started dating a girl when you were 15, and because both of you were bought into the Hollywood narrative, and she never actually developed abundance because when she was developing, she was in a relationship, and you were in a relationship. People start, they, be, they become high school sweethearts, and they date for the rest of their lives, right? It happens. I wouldn't say it's the most common thing, but it happens, right? But in general, the guys who have consistent results, because here's the thing, the guy who has a high school sweetheart, gets married, and then divorces her 20 years later, and they hate each other, that dude's coming to me, and he's asking me for help on how to attract women, because he's completely clueless, because he was dating this girl since he was 15, and he was bought into all this shit that was like the things that were causing him to not get consistent results, right? Arguably, the thing that caused him to actually have a relationship that didn't work out and led to divorce. Guys who don't choose the woman for them, the woman that they want from a place of abundance because they put all their eggs into one basket in a place of scarcity are more often than not going to end in, in divorce or a breakup or heartbreak or getting your feelings hurt because you didn't want to accept a lot of the truths that we've already revealed on this podcast today, right? Dating from scarcity immediately puts you into what I call the thirsty many, the 99% of men who don't consistently succeed with women, right? But on the other hand, when you date from abundance, you create options for your life. So you know, you're not emotionally reactive when a girl pulls validation away from you. You're not, you don't give a shit if a girl flakes on you because you, you have either something that is dealing with your path and purpose in life, uh, an empire that you're trying to build, and now you have more time to work on that. I love when a woman flakes on me because now I can actually get more shit done. And, and secondly, if you have abundance, you have five girls that you could be texting right now. Five girls you could, uh, could hit up to, to hang out with tonight. Well, now if one girl flakes, you got four more to turn back onto, right? It's like if I, if I go all in in poker, well, I get one bad card, one bad fucking card on the river. Now I'm, I'm out of chips. I'm out. And that sucks. It's called a bad beat. I used to play poker all the fucking time when I was in high school. And I still remember some of my worst beats when I was all in and I thought I was super confident and then it doesn't work out for one reason or another. Man, those are the ones you can't stop talking about, right? Um, and that's only because you had all your chips were in one basket, one pot, right? When you date from abundance, you naturally have more power because you're less attached, you're less attached to the outcome, you're less outcome dependent, but more importantly, you have the skills. If this doesn't work out, if, if did, for one reason or another, you have the skills to go out and create that abundance over and over again. It takes skills, grit, and hustle to become the type of guy who can develop abundance. It's not easy, but it's possible. And it's not supposed to be easy. The easy, the, the easy right, is the barrier to entry. 
It's not supposed to be easy. And because of that, most guys won't do it. And because most guys won't do it, the guys who do it thrive. That's why I call them the thriving few, right? And imagine this. Rather than settling for one girl who, who happened to like you back and then getting into a long-term relationship with this girl and then finding out 10 years from now, 15 years from now that, oh shit, we don't like each other. We just, I, I, we settled for each other, right? That is a lot less likely to happen if you chose this girl from the options that you have. Rather than settling for the girl who gave you interest, you chose the girl that you like the most. Do you see the difference there? Massive fucking difference. Which brings us into the last one. Do not seek a relationship until you're ready. Do not seek a relationship until you're ready. Now, how do you know you're ready? I would say the first thing is, are you in scarcity? If this is your only option, don't get in a relationship with her. If this is the only girl that you've been dating, do not get into a relationship with her. Unless you chose to only be dating her because you had options and you liked her the most. That's the first thing I would say. Second thing is if you, if you have the desire to go out and bang other women, right? Go out and bang other women. Get it out of your system for now. Things are cyclical. It's like the, the Bitcoin market, right? Bitcoin's going down. Ethereum's going down. But it's going to come back up. I promise you that. Just like stocks. It's all cyclical. You got bull, bull markets and bear markets. Bull markets, bear markets. You're going to go through phases of your life where you want to fuck everything. You're going to go through phases of your life where you want to put down your, your head and hustle and build an empire. It doesn't matter what phase of your life is in right now. You know in your gut what you're feeling right now. A lot of guys, a lot of guys, I'll ask them. If, if a guy come to, comes to raw dating advice and he wants to um, uh, get some coaching or he wants my help with his dating life, one of the first questions I'll ask him is like, what's your goals, man? What are you trying to accomplish? Like, and it surprises me because a lot of times, especially if you come from a background of picking up a lot of women like I have, you'll think, well, you know, these guys, they just want to fuck everything with a pulse, right? But more often than not, a lot of you guys, you want that relationship. You eventually want to have a wife and kids, right? Which is perfectly fine. One of my goals for myself, even from when I was younger, I've always wanted to have uh, a bunch of children. I've always wanted to play sports with my children. And I've always, always wanted to have a fucking solid family life, right? I have that goal. But for basically my entire 20s, I went through a phase where I banged everything I could. And I was meeting a lot of women. And I was creating a lot of abundance for myself. You should go through that phase. Even if you want to have a wife and kids one day and just one amazing girlfriend. Because to be able to bang 10 women, 20 women, 30 women, 50 women, 100 women, it's going to take skills and it's gonna take thickening up your skin, it's gonna take refining your uh, ability to control your own emotions and stay grounded as a man and work on your masculinity. Become the best, most attractive version of yourself and pursuing a path and a purpose in life above women. These are things that only happen through the hard work and the grit and the hustle that comes from taking on the challenge of wanting to improve your ability to attract women. It's the most noble challenge that I believe any man can ever take on in his life because it's the one challenge that's going to literally improve every area of your life. Because for you to become the most attractive version of yourself, you have to become the most uh, masculine version of yourself. You have to learn how to effectively lead others and yourself. You have to learn how to influence people and persuade people. These are skills that, that improve every area of your life, especially areas that Im uh, involve um, that most men happen to be into, which is getting that money, right? Do you think you can, you think a guy 
who has the ability to meet and attract and influence women struggles to meet and attract and influence potential clients? No, <laughs> right? Because it's the same type of skill sets. That's why I suggested to you earlier, read this book called Positioning. And it's all about marketing. You'll learn exactly how to position yourself in a marketplace of every dude trying to spit game at this girl. How do you stand out? Well, marketing concepts still apply. So arguably, when you learn how to date from abundance, when you learn how to build up these skills and you refine those skills and then you choose the woman that you want, that's when you know you'll be in a, ready for a relationship. But if, if that's not how you feel right now, Follow your fucking gut. Trust your gut. You know deep down what you want. You know deep down if you're ready for a relationship or not. And you know deep down if you're settling for a relationship because this is the only option that you have. Does that make sense? All right? So don't seek a relationship until you're ready. Now here's the thing. Every man is going to go through the same hero's journey. The hero's journey is the hero's journey because every book, every story, every movie if it's good, if it's well-written, follows the hero's journey, right? And it's the same hero's journey that I promise you, if you looked into it, it directly applies to the shit that you've been through in your life up to this point. And part of your hero's journey, part of every man's hero's journey, at least a man who is pursuing his full potential, not men who settle for complacency, not men who settle for just their comfort zone, men who push their comfort zone, the men who actually accept the hero's journey, they will eventually come to a point where they get tired of the, the surface level interactions. They get tired of starting from scratch every time you go out and approaching women, right? I went through a phase where I had the most fun doing nothing other than approaching women in mass, right? And, and sparking attraction with all of them, even if I didn't want to date them and then trying to bang the ones that I could, right? And at, for a long time, that was exactly what fulfilled me. But every man who accepts this hero's journey is going to come to a phase where you get tired of the surface level shit. You get tired of, Hey, I'm a man who's built so, myself up so much. Why should I start from scratch every night? And why should I be going off my path to where I'm taking energy away from building this empire, uh, this path, this, this purpose that I feel like I have in life above women. If you pursue pussy over purpose for your entire life, you're going to get stuck. All right. So eventually you will come to a point where you go into empire building mode. I'll be honest. I'm in empire building mode right now. And raw dating advice is that fucking empire. Right. But I could not have even come close to where I am today. Had I not eventually said path over pussy. My purpose has to come over pussy, which means choosing the fucking woman for you from a place of abundance. And now that person becomes your fucking ride or die chick. The one girl who supports your path and purpose in life and becomes your Beyonce to the Jay-Z. I say it all the time. You were looking for your queen B, but for you to become Jay-Z, Jay-Z had to put in the fucking work to get Beyonce. You know what I'm saying? So right now, I don't care where you're at in your perth, in your, in your, in your path. We're all going through the same journey, the hero's journey. Everybody has to start from the same spot. But it has to come for you to understand where you are on that hero's journey. First, you have to figure out where you are to actually go through the hero's journey. But two, you have to accept the fucking calling. You have to accept the fucking calling. And here's the thing. If you tell me I accept it right now, I'm going to look at your actions, not at the words. 
because that's exactly what I told you to do with women. And I'm going to practice what I preach because people prioritize what are actually priorities for them. They make time for what is a priority for them. And if you are not yet prioritizing this or making time for it, it's probably because even if you are taking action, you're not having fun doing it. I, I had this conversation right before this live stream, but if you're not having fun, if you're not being pulled to do this, then you're not having fun doing it, right? You're not having fun doing it or you have to push yourself to do it because it's not an enjoyable experience for you. If you got pleasure from doing it, you would do it, right? Just like, um, so for, every, like I said earlier, every person I know who got really good at game, including myself, at some point early on in their journey or yeah, early on in their journey, no matter how long it took to get to that point, you will become addicted to it because you're gonna look forward to going out and just like busting this woman's chops or teasing her and getting that reaction that you're not used to. Getting a, a, a positive response of attraction from a girl that you just made fun of or teased or playfully challenged. These are little things that you can do, but guys get addicted to it. Once you get addicted to it, now you have fun doing it. When I would go out to Scottsdale three, four times a week, right, to, to all the bars and nightclubs out there, do you think I had to push myself to go out? Or you think I was like, looking chomping at the bit to go out tonight it was i was chomping at the bit because it was fun if you're not yet having fun you got to figure out ways to make it fun for you or you got to get to your skill set up to a point which is the first skill set learning how to what to say to attract women how do you create that intrigue that spark once you get some positive moment, momentum from that i promise you you're going to become addicted to it right and so our only goal right now is how do we get you to that point where you're able to spark attraction with women so consistently to where you you look forward to doing it it's fun for you right does that make sense so like i said I obviously start with the book. If you don't have the book, get the book. It's free. It's just pay shipping and handling, and we'll ship this book to you anywhere in the world. Link is in below this video, right? But secondly, if you're like, man, I want to go out to Scottsdale, I would love to take you out in Scottsdale with me. I would love for you to come to our boot camp. We have a, a, a boot camp that is unlike any other boot camp in, in the entire industry. If you've seen my documentary, you know, you know. But if not, the link is also in the description. It's called the Forbidden Keys to Seduction. That's our boot camp. We're only doing one this year, and I don't have any plan for next year. I don't even know what next year is going to bring. I'm focused on this year. I'm focused on the one two months from now. But as far as this year goes, it's the only one. All right? So are you going to take action or are you going to not take action? Right? Come to fucking Scottsdale. All right? Shoot me a uh, DM on Instagram if you're interested in coming and we'll chat. Um, but start with the book if you don't already have the book. If you want to work with me in person in a couple months this summer when Scottsdale nightlife is in full swing, then let's, let's talk about you coming up to the boot camp. And then the last announcement here, I do have a secret project I've been working on. And this project... I can't wait for you guys to, to, to find out about it when I finally do release it. But basically, it's an exact blueprint that is going to give you the ability to meet women on demand, create chemistry on command, and join the thriving few, the top 1% of men who date from abundance. It's all about building up that skill set in 90 days or less. Why 90 days? Because they say a habit takes 20, there's debate. It'll either take 21 days for you to make something a habit to where it becomes who you are and things that you do habitually. And then other research says that it takes 66, 67 days, 
right? I say, why not make it 90 and make sure you get that habit. And for me, one of the, the I, I was always the fat kid growing up. Like, so I don't talk about this that much on my dating vice channel, but I was always the fat kid growing up. I was always the kid who was the underdog, who was underestimated, right? So I've always had this chip on my shoulder, but the, the, when I stopped becoming the fat kid was when I really, when I started doing P90X, when I was in my early twenties, I did P90X every day without missing a day. And I ate healthy for three years straight. And I became super fucking ripped. I did that. Um, and it was just like 90 days of just like hard work. I knew it wasn't going to be easy. I knew it was hard, but anybody can do anything in 90 days. Right. Uh, Ty Lopez always used to say this, but anybody can do anything as long as it's not forever right? 90 days. Imagine before the end of this summer, you being the type of guy who can literally meet women wherever you go and create that chemistry out of thin air. It takes 90 days or less. And I'm going to show you how to do that. That's our project coming up. So, um, look forward to, uh, future announcements of this. It's not quite ready for you, but I can't wait for you to see this. But in the meantime, come to the boot camp. It's, uh, it's in June, June 4th, 5th, and 6th. First weekend uh, in, in Arizona in June in Arizona. Shoot me a DM on Instagram if you're interested. But other than that, hopefully you guys got value out of this. We did get one super chat just now, so I'm gonna read this real quick. Patrick, great stuff. I'm gonna turn 28 Mother's Day. I need a girlfriend or at least get laid and not be a virgin at 28. I need a love life. How can I use my birthday to spark attraction and get laid? All right, so here's the thing. Let's not be dependent on the outcome of getting laid. But the immediate thing that came to mind is what social value can you offer and bring to any interaction? Well, first off, I already know you, uh, so I know that you you have experience as a DJ. That's immediately social value, but let's forget about that for a second, right? Um, throw a party, get a, have a get together, invite your friends, invite other people, start posting this type of stuff on social media where you're having fun. Because here's the thing, if you're posting shit on Instagram, social on your stories, and you're like having a cookout or you're doing this fun thing, or you're at, it doesn't even matter what you're doing. But if you're with other people, right, people naturally get FOMO from doing it. Don't you think that when we have our boot camp in June, I'm gonna be posting it on my Instagram story? You better fucking believe why? Because everybody who chose to not come is gonna get FOMO the moment they see what's going on at the boot camp. It happened uh, the last time we had one, which honestly was two years ago. And then uh, how many people? chose not to come the first time. I, I, I don't even know, right? But I'm just making a point here, right? But the people who didn't come, I guarantee you, a lot of them got FOMO, right? Because I was posting it on my, on my Instagram story and I was doing things with other people, right? So for you, your 28th birthday is coming up. I would say plan a, a gathering that you can plan that's not relying on you waiting for the other plans to come to you. Be the guy who sets the plans and then invite people along the way, right? So for you, I mean, this is something that I was talking about before this call. When I didn't have uh, people inviting me to parties, when I wasn't, didn't consider myself very popular, and I didn't have a very thriving social life, I started throwing parties and I started buying games and dr playing drinking games with my friends. I, I got, had a little bonfire in my backyard. So I'd start having little bonfires and cookouts and I'd invite people over. We'd drink some beers. Like this is like 10 years ago, right? But what can you do to start creating those events that people can come to? And regardless of who's putting it on, like, I'll be honest, like when's the last time you went to a party that 
or like a social gathering of some sort, do, do you always know the person who's throwing the party? No, probably not. But if that person comes up to you and you find out that he has the party, doesn't he immediately have social value? Yeah, obviously. I've met some awkward ass dudes who are throwing parties, but these were fucking ragers. I've met some, I've gone to little small, they don't have to be big ragers. They can be small get togethers. They don't have to involve alcohol. They can be game night with your fucking coworkers. I don't care, right? But just something that gives someone the excuse to come outside of their house and socialize. Right now, more than ever, people are craving that. So, that's where I would say start that because you can't wait for these invites to come to you. You can't wait for women to come to you. You got to figure out how, what kind of systems can I put into my life where women are come to me? Now that is an advanced skill. It's called social circle game. And honestly, as part of secret project X, it is one of the things that we will be teaching. It's also something that I teach at my boot camp that's in, in June. Um, but I'll be honest, it's not the first thing that we start with because it is an advanced skill that we work our way up to, but it's something you can start working on now. All right. So that's where I would say, um, really develop that. If you don't have a thriving social life, if you don't have a lot of women, uh, opportunities to meet women, how can you have women start coming to you? Well, I mean, at the highest level, you got Dan Bilzerian's doing this, throwing parties, having Instagram models coming to him, but we can start small and just having a small get together at our place. Right? So that's what I'd recommend, man. I'm not sure if that is a satisfactory answer, but it's the raw dating advice that I came up with right now. So that said, I'm going to get out of here, man. Just like also I mentioned this before, if you didn't already know, know this, Raw Dating Advice is now consumable on every podcast platform. And I just looked at the stats. Um, I didn't no notice this, but we got Apple is like most people are listening on Apple. If you're listening to this on Apple, please leave us a review. Like this is a brand new podcast, even though we've been making dating advice videos for years. Um, so leave us a review on Apple because um, apparently that's what you got to do uh, with podcasts is get people to leave reviews. Um, and even if it's one star or five, I don't give a shit. Just leave a fucking review and give me your feedback because the more that we can build this community and the more that you guys are engaging with me, the better that this fucking gets. And since we just started, like imagine your first two weeks in the game, we're two weeks into this shit. Imagine where we'll be two years from now. So just look forward to the fact that you were here early and that just makes me excited. I don't know about you. And secondly, if you're listening on any other platform, um, well, shout out to you, man. <laughs> well, uh, that said, I'm going to get out of here. Hopefully you guys get it, got value out of this and I will see you guys on Monday for our next podcast. Peace out.